The WBEN All Local. All Local. Produced by Randy Bushover. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazeroski. Rainy outside, 46 in Buffalo. Here's what's happening. No cameras in court today as former President Donald Trump is arraigned on criminal charges. Overnight, a judge ruling that video cameras will not be allowed to broadcast former President Trump's arraignment today. But still photographers will be allowed to take pictures before the proceedings. Trump's legal team opposed cameras in court, saying they would create a circus-like atmosphere. That's Morgan Norwood reporting. John Santucci explains what awaits Trump in court. They'll either read the indictment or his attorneys and the DA will waive that. So it'll it'll speed up the process a little bit. He will have to enter a plea. Donald Trump will have to say guilty or not guilty. It will be pretty quick. This will be maybe 10 minutes at most. He'll exit the way he came. He'll go back down the elevator, back into the motorcade to get out of New York as fast as possible and back to West Palm Beach. Outside of the court, New York City lockdown. Rolling street closures, barricades, and a blanket recommendation from Mayor Eric Adams. If you usually drive, we're staying and take public transportation. All ahead of former President Trump's court appearance. Trump Tower in Midtown and the courthouse in Lower Manhattan, both facing lockdowns. Protesters being told to watch their behavior or be subject to arrest. Violence and destruction are not part of legitimate lawful expression, and it will never be tolerated in our city. Police Commissioner Keishan Sewell saying there are no specific threats to the city for now, and the goal is to have minimal disruption to city life. Derek Dennis, ABC News, New York. And stay with us as we bring these events to you starting this afternoon here on WBEN. In other news, state lawmakers passed a stopgap spending bill Monday that keeps state government running while they work on the full budget. The budget was due Saturday. The extender bill keeps the state government running until April 10th. That's not a firm deadline, though. The governor could introduce another extender if negotiations have not ended. State lawmakers pushing to give access, by the way, to video coverage of court proceedings unless a judge determines otherwise, something talking about with this Trump arraignment. That would be for the next budget. Some lawmakers saying it should be a separate discussion from the budget. The Office of Court Administration estimating it could cost millions of dollars to implement. Meanwhile, the state's Cannabis Control Board yesterday approving four recreational dispensary license applications for the western New York region. The licenses given out first to people with prior cannabis convictions. Two of the dispensary operators who were awarded licenses yesterday are from Buffalo, one from West Seneca, another from Rochester. That doesn't mean that's where those shops will set up. In fact, Rochester, not able to have one right now. They'll be the first who will be able to open marijuana dispensaries authorized by the state. However, will find themselves competing with unlicensed dispensaries and native-owned sites that have been open for well over a year. The four dispensaries cover a five-county western New York region. Wow. The State Department is warning anyone planning a summer vacation overseas to get their passport application in now or risk missing your trip. The State Department says the number of passport applications has exploded. In 2022, a record 22 million passports were processed, and they're on pace to break that record again in 2023. And that demand means extended wait times. And new applications will now take 10 to 13 weeks to get their passport processed. A new passport is $130. You can apply for an expedited passport for $160, but it still could take 
up to nine weeks. Yeah, just save a week for uh, the extra money that's expedited. Yeah. I would be shaking right now if I thought that right. that was <laughs> my uh, uh, future. I got to see when mine expires. I was thinking about the same thing. Um, not that I'm planning to go anywhere anytime yeah, soon, but, but you, still. You don't want to let it go, I, though. I, you don't want to wait till last minute, right. apparently, so get those now. Well, the city of Paris in France will ban electric scooters after the public voted to remove them from the streets. Get this, nearly 90% of those who voted said they wanted the scooters that are rented through smartphone apps gone. Now, less than 10% of people in Paris turned out for the vote, but still. What is the future for them locally? WBEN's Tom Puckett looks to North Tonawanda. We thought it went great. North Tonawanda Mayor Austin Tylek says his city's e-scooter experiment last summer had thousands of riders with no accidents, but was halted by a city lawmaker. When Bird left, there was a council member that ended up proposing canceling the contract. And um, it was sometime, I'd say at the end of December, that they proposed this to the council, which was kind of a shock to me. And the, the council unanimously canceled the contract. Tylek says he does not understand why that move was made. As for Paris's ban, Tylek notes that city has a denser population. You would imagine people need a relatively affordable way to get around town. And I think it's one of those things where there's always ways to tweak an initiative like this, whether it's you require helmets or you do kind of um, certain traffic rules. You know, set different parameters that's specific and works with your own municipality. Could the e-scooter return to North Tonawanda? Hear his thoughts online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. All right, Tom, thank you. The Bisons open their home schedule today. WBEN's Max Ferry is here with how the team gets ready for these unpredictable Buffalo Springs. It's time to play ball in Buffalo. Today is opening day at Salem Field as the Buffalo Bisons will start their six-game homestand against the Wooster Red Sox. The team is hoping for clear and warm weather, but we, as Western New Yorkers, know our weather can change with very limited turnaround time. Last week, we saw snow on Wednesday, but we also saw the weather warm up for the weekend in the 60s. I'm hopeful that the weather has no factor in anything, but we all know we live in Buffalo, so it's certainly going to have a factor at some point. There's probably not a sport where weather has the, as big of a factor as it, as it does in baseball. Not just rain, um, which you could also run into in these early ones, but the, the cold and the wind. Um, can really affect stuff. Buffalo Bison's general manager, Anthony Sprague. Head groundskeeper Kelly Renzel says cold weather spring requires him to plan well in advance for maintaining the grounds. And, you know, the weather so far this spring has not been very kind to us. So we've had to really rush and try to get just about two weeks of prep work done and maybe three or four good days that we've had. But we've been starting to mow the field. We've been Edging the infield, edging the warning track, getting the mounds leveled, the bullpens leveled, and and just doing all the pretty work to uh, to get this place looking good for Tuesday. The game today, weather permitting, will start at 2.05. This is Max Ferry for WBEN.com News. I hope they have a tarp down this morning. Yeah, I'm sure they're uh, prepared for the rain that's falling now, and uh, hopefully everything goes off without a hitch a little bit later on because doesn't look all that great right no. now but that's i mean come on early april baseball that's uh, you, that's what you get you kind of get that and would expect that i guess tomorrow tomorrow would be perfect if they're in the middle i gotta check what time their uh, first pitch is tomorrow but it's in the, if it's in the middle of the day it would be perfect right tomorrow as long as it doesn't get too too late with some of those thunderstorms so 
Here's hoping they can get it off for opening day today. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast with rain showers around the area this morning, cloudy skies, patchy fog this afternoon with temperatures in the low 50s on Wednesday. Partly sunny and warmer temperatures in the 70s with showers and storms developing. Some of the storms late Wednesday could be strong too severe. Thursday, partly sunny, much cooler with highs near 50. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Joining us on the line from MJI Solutions, Elise Bergio, to talk about what happened yesterday where the state's Cannabis Control Board approved four recreational dispensary license applications for the western New York region. Elise, thanks for uh, joining us this morning. All right, four for Western New York. It's an area that spans five counties. Um, there are 22 licenses allotted for Western New York as of right now. I were you surprised to hear only four, or was that expected? No, I thought that was. I thought it was great that they picked four. Um, it was actually very quick that they actually supplemented the licensing. So uh, the injunction was just lifted, you know, about a week ago. So the fact they even got four. Uh, approved in that week span is really impressive. All right, I've got to say that for some people it, it was a little underwhelming. They they thought there would be there would be more yesterday, but how soon could those four begin operating? You know, it really depends on how these four uh, where they are really in the real estate process. So if if any of them decide to do a pop up, we could see something happening very quickly. Um, but if none of them have real estate, it could take a bit of time because they have to negotiate their leases, do build outs, hire their teams and, and, and get everything ready for the supply chain. So to be clear, uh, these licenses that were given out yesterday, does one license equal one retail store or as a license holder, could you open up and operate multiple stores? No. So one license is one store. Um, these uh, anybody who's looking to get a retail dispensary in New York State will have the opportunity to have up to three stores if they want, but that's a different license for each store. All right. And also it was announced yesterday that of the four, two um, are from Buffalo, one from West Seneca, and one from Rochester. Now, the Rochester one, that's still under the uh, – they can't operate in – the Finger Lakes region, correct? So does this necessarily mean where they are is where their store will be? Uh, no. And there's, you know, there's like a little part. I just actually just looking at the map yesterday because I was a little thrown off by that as well. Um, the way that the state actually broke out Western New York and the Finger Lakes leaves a little area uh, along the water, um, kind of right above Rochester. So, I mean, there is some opportunity to get closer to Rochester if they find retail space up there. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it all depends. You could be from Rochester, but you could have asked for a Western New York uh, region license. When these businesses or prospective business owners uh, first went through this application process, first, uh, you know, was thought about this two, over two years ago now, right, uh, since the state fully legalized recreational marijuana, I the landscape looked a little bit different right now you have these unlicensed dispensaries uh, native owned stores they've been open for well over a year what's the business prospect for somebody opening or looking to open a recreational dispensary that's fully licensed by the state and is interest changing at all um, compared to what we saw two years ago uh, no, I think there's still a lot of people looking to enter into the legalized market. Um, 
you know, the state has to look at this in an approach. It's like a three-prong approach, okay? One, you're going to legalize some of these stores. You also have to enforce the illicit market, right? You have to shut down the stores that are operating illegally. And then three, you have to make sure that taxation isn't too high where the pricing from a legalized store is so over the top that you wouldn't be able to, you would price yourself out and people would just go to the illicit store. So those are three things that the state has to tackle. They are doing that right now. Um, They're trying to repeal a tax at the wholesale level. They're obviously looking at two different um, enforcement bills, one by the governor, one by the legislation, um, the legislators. And then, you know, they're also legalizing these card dispensaries. So it all happens at once. It can't just be done in a piecemeal process, but you have to tackle this at, at, at every angle in order to really make these legalized businesses thrive. When will the next round of licenses be given out? So it's my understanding that by May 11th, we should see uh, most of these 300 dispensaries licensed. All right. So these licenses will go out. We know they can operate. I mean, depends on how ready they are to go with a full store. What's the next step? So you have these um, 22 allotted for Western New York. We know that the licenses first given out to people with prior convictions or have been you know, impacted in some way by a prior marijuana conviction. What is the next step? Does it open up further from there or after these 22 licenses are given out for Western New York? Is it just kind of wait and see for a while? No, so the 22 dispensaries are just the start. Um, What's going to end up happening timeline-wise is they're going to revise regulations. There's going to be another public comment period. And then they'll finalize regulations most likely at the end of summer and open up a general application window by early fall. Okay. All right. So that would be open to anybody else that is interested in this. Yeah, there's there are a ton of licenses that aren't accounted for right now. There's micro businesses, co-op locations, delivery licenses, on-site consumption licenses. So, you know, there's a lot of people who didn't qualify for any of the conditional licenses that are sitting and waiting for the general to open up. Um, and and we could see, you know, quite a bit of, of additional stores in Buffalo, um, depending upon how many they want to license. When uh, New York went under this, uh, and we, we talked about this last week, they did it in a completely different way than other states have uh, and have been doing it for years. But when it's all said and done, let's say we're talking a year from today, April of 2024, does Western New York, do dispensaries in New York just kind of at the end of the day look a lot like what it does in other states? I think by April, we're going to see a lot of licenses available. We'll see how many of it are actually up and running. Um, I can't emphasize this enough. The process takes a lot longer than you think it does to get stuff going. Um, not only for financials, right? These people have to find all the money necessary to facilitate the operation. Um, there's been problems at the state right now where they thought they were getting a loan and now they're not so sure. Um, so some of these people who were just awarded, of the four, for example, I'm not sure if any of them are taking the DASNY loan. So they would they might not necessarily have the money to get going right now. They have to find real estate. They have to hire teams. They have to get their staff trained on all of the seed-to-sell tracking software. It takes a bit of time. It's not this like, you know, I'm licensed and I'm I'm getting the, the ball rolling in, in a month. It's a, you know, this is one of the most compliance and, and nuanced commodities in, in the country. So uh, it takes a bit of time for, for things to roll out. 
That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning. Produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.